Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is a podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I am Jameson. I am the genius. Going to sit down and talk about the wild card weekend of games. Fantastic weekend of games. I think all four games kind of lived up to the hype. Great games all the way around. We had a, uh, an overtime game start off the year with the, the, the season with the Texans and the Bills. Finished up with a fantastic game between the Seahawks and Eagles, despite the Eagles losing their starting quarterback. That game turned out to be a fantastic game as well. All four games really come down to the wire. Uh, great weekend of games, and we can only hope that the rest of the postseason can have that kind of similar outcome that we had this past weekend. Personally, I got most of the games right. I was a little off on the Saints, as everybody else was, but I had the Texans beating the Bills in a close game. I had the Patriots beating the Titans, but I did say that if the uh, Patriots aren't careful, this Titans team can come in there and win. That's exactly what happened. The Titans did go into New England and played their football. They were able to run the ball, control that clock, and as we saw, I think the Patriots dynasty may be officially over. be interesting on what happened with Tom Brady moving forward. We'll talk about that as well today, kind of give you a few different options options that I think that he might go to um, this offseason. Uh, Vikings, Seahawks, Saints, a game I don't think many of many people outside of Vikings fans kind of predicted to happen. I thought this would be a game that of the four games, the Saints would kind of come out and be able to kind of do what they wanted against this Vikings team, especially the way the Saints played down the stretch, especially at home. I thought the Saints were going to be a team that would kind of roll this team. That did not happen. The Vikings stayed in the game and got the win late. Um, good for the Vikings. Kind of tough, uh, uh, kind of a borderline pass interference at the end of the game. You got to wonder: Do the uh, Saints are they, are they a little uh, 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 snake bitten with the way that uh, games are ending? Last obviously last year, the game against the Rams was a horrendous finish for them. This game obviously didn't have as, as much of a horrendous finish, but you got to wonder if that pass interference at the end of the game was a no call, but it should have been a call. I think uh, Rudolph personally, I think he did push off a little bit, but I think the Saints also kind of mismanaged a little of the clock um, throughout the game as well, and also the. The uh, mistakes by Drew Brees, something that you don't you see on a regular basis, I think was affecting that game as well. So we'll talk about that much more. And then the closing out, the Seahawks, Eagles, a game that I think of all the four teams, I think the, the road team had the advantage in going to the game. And uh, the, the, by the way, the game played out, you definitely saw that the Seahawks were the better team on both sides of the ball. Um, tough, yes, it was a tough break to see Carson Wentz go down with injury and not come back in the game. But again, the Eagles kind of stayed in the game throughout the rest of the rest of the game. They're a, a well coached team, uh, but all four games very very solid games. If, if you watch the games like I did um, intently. It was a fantastic wildcard weekend. I could just hope that the rest of the postseason well lives up to the wildcard weekend hype because these games were fantastic. Moving forward, I think we're going to have some fantastic games, especially I think the AFC and NFC championship games. I think those games are going to be dynamic if the way if it goes the way that I believe it's going to happen um, in those games. But we're going to talk about that and much more on today's podcast. We're going to break down these four games. We'll take a quick look at the upcoming four games for the divisional round of the playoffs. And we'll also take a look at where Tom Brady may end up um, this offseason. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back to New England. So we're going to kind of give you my viewpoint of where I think he might end up, a few teams, uh, possibilities, and all that kind of good stuff. So 
Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. But before we do that, do a little housekeeping. If you've not followed us over on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. If you follow us over on Instagram throughout the weekend, we had a bunch of uh, giveaways this weekend. Only we're able to give away one because of the uh, uh, we had the, the scores come close, but not exact scores. But we did give one prize away this weekend our 2020 draft kit and our uh, their choice of a 2020 either DFS or season long uh, uh, membership we're going to have some more of those going out throughout the playoffs, throughout the postseason, so definitely keep an eye on our Instagram page. I'll have some more uh, things going out. I'm, I'm likely going to give away a 2020 draft kit to at least one person for all four games this upcoming weekend, so definitely keep a look on our website and our Instagram for those uh, those uh, little giveaways going on throughout the postseason and throughout the offseason as well. We want to help you guys win and dominate your league, so how do we do that? By helping you get ready for your uh, championships and we're going to have those up and ready to go likely in June for the draft kit, and our package is likely to be getting ready to go around July, August, somewhere around there as we start getting closer and closer to next season, 2020. But before we get to 2020, we have to finish out these postseasons. So let's go on ahead and talk about the games that were on Wild Card Weekend. First up, Buffalo Bills, Houston Texans, a game that looked like from the start it was going to be all Buffalo. Houston couldn't get anything going on offense. Their defense was hanging in there, which is why they were able to come back and get the victory. But as the game went, went along, you definitely saw the young quarterback, the, the struggles that we see with young quarterback, Josh Allen making some crazy, um, no, way, no other way of putting it, boneheaded mistakes late in the game. Which as a Bills fan, you got to kind of uh, look back and just kind of shake your head like, he can look fantastic on one way, but he also can look like a very young, uh, not very smart quarterback at other times. Uh, I, I personally, I love Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a very talented, athletic quarterback, but I think he does have some growing up to do, some uh, some maturing to do as, a, as an NFL quarterback. He definitely still has those mistakes in him where you kind of just look at him and, and, and look at him like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that kind of play? The, the little pitch when he's going down, kind of crazy. Some of the throws he was throwing late in the game, you definitely saw that the Texans were the ones that were more um, ready to win that game, uh, making the lesser mistakes. But again, same thing with the with the Texans. Some of the sacks that Deion, uh, Deshaun Watson allows himself to take without throwing the ball away, he has to kind of clean that up as, as he becomes a, a more veteran quarterback as well. Over time, I think he will clean that up. But uh, some of the sacks that Deshaun Watson does take kind of scares you as a Texans fan if you are a Texans fan, because he just is, is, a, is too athletic to allow some of these sacks. I mean, that one play, we, we, we saw two or three guys get him for the sack. He was able to kind of avoid that sack and make a big, huge monster play. That's great, but at the same time, throw the ball away, get the ball out of your hands so you don't have to take a chance on those sacks, save your body, all that kind of good stuff. It's something that I think will eventually come on with Deshaun Watson, with Josh Allen. But right now, they are showing those young colors with both quarterbacks as uh, young quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, John Brown, I, I thought he'd have a, a little more of an impact. Start off the game with a fantastic play, the, the little uh, reverse pass to Josh Allen by John Brown. I thought he'd be a little more involved in the passing game. DeAndre Hopkins, I think, had zero catches in the first half. Second half, the Texans did kind of get him more involved in the offense. It looked like it was Watson and Hopkins' show in that second half, which is the main reason why this team was able to come back. Uh, Hopkins was able to uh, kind of force his will on the opposing Buffalo Bills defense. So Hopkins showed why he is one of, if not the best receiver in football. 
Uh, congratulations to the Houston as they move on by beating the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be one of the better teams moving forward. Forward, I think they have a lot of cap space, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so adding more and more players, more and more talent to this team, I think the Bills are on their way to becoming one of the better teams in the AFC. And I think we may see the uh, leadership of that a- a- AFC East change from the Patriots to the Bills moving forward. I really like Buffalo moving forward um, starting in 2020 with that offense, with Josh Allen, with that defense that they have there in Buffalo. Add a few pieces here and there. I think we're going to see the Bills become one of the better teams like we did this year. Yes, the AFC East, if you played in that division, you had a very easy schedule as we saw both New England and Buffalo lose this weekend where they kind of started the year out strong but they did uh, kind of show that they did play in a very easy Easy division, also had a very easy schedule. Once we saw the Patriots and Bills kind of play those better teams, we saw the little struggles happen. But congratulations to Houston. Houston moves on to take on the Kansas City Chiefs um, this weekend. Next up, the Tennessee Titans, New England Patriots. As I talked about a lot last week, this is a game that I thought New England should win because of the, the leadership they have on that team. But if they're not careful, this Tennessee team can go in to New England and win at Foxborough. That's exactly what happened. Derrick Henry, the birthday boy on Saturday, went absolutely bonkers in the game, showing New England who the better player is. He looked fantastic. Over 180 yards, 30-plus carries, and a touchdown. Had that nice reception in the passing game as well. Tom Brady uh, looks like he cannot make those average players good anymore. He's um, We've seen in the years past, outside of maybe Randy Moss, and Rob Gronkowski, yes, he made Edelman. Yes, he made Wes Welker into very talented players. But going into the time where, he went, where they went into New England, they really were nothing as receivers. They're unknown, unknown receivers. They became great receivers with Tom Brady. We've seen Tom Brady make some very uh, – Maybe mediocre is the wrong word to say, but mediocre receivers into uh, all-star Pro Bowl caliber uh, players like the Edelmans, like the uh, West Walkers. you got to wonder if they didn't have Tom Brady or they, even with, with West Walker, if they didn't have Peyton Manning throwing the ball, what kind of receivers would they be? We've seen Brady throughout his career make those average players into great players. I think those days are over with. I think he does need a talent now, which I think that's why he, I think we, see, we have seen him play his final game for the Patriots. And a little later, I'll tell you kind of where I believe he's going to go. The Titans... Ryan Tannehill looked fantastic throughout the season, but I but in this game we saw those uh, mistake-prone quarterback plays that we've seen him over his early t- uh, part of his career happening against his very good New, New England Patriots uh, offense. I'm sorry, New England Patriots defense. But again, with Tennessee, it's all about running the ball with Derrick Henry. The guy is a man amongst boys out there. A fantastic running back. I think he's gonna be one of the better running backs next year, likely. Um, for me, especially if you're in a standard league, I don't see very many running backs that I'm going to take. Maybe two or three running backs I take ahead of Derrick Henry. I was very high on him coming in this year. Wasn't as high as a lot of people were out in the industry. But I do think that we have finally seen Derrick Henry kind of take over that stardom role. And I think we're going to see this continue to moving forward. Got him in a, in, in a bunch of my dynasty leagues, so I'm definitely excited about the future with Derrick Henry as a showing that he is consistent. I mean, Last year was his breakout year, and this year we've finally seen that he is going to be able to uh, take this role and move on, move, move along. Very young Titans team. I think that, uh, just like the Buffalo Bills, the Titans have a very bright future, especially if they found their quarterback in Tannehill moving forward. 
As for the Patriots, I think there's a lot of stuff they have to do. I think there's a lot of holes in this team, especially on offense. Very few uh, uh, elite players on the offense side of things. Yes, Edelman is good, but he was injured. James White is good, but he really didn't have the impact we've seen in years past. Outside of that, Nikhil Harry, I think he can be a very good player in this league, but he's very young. Um, Mohamed Sanu, they traded the second-round pick for him. Didn't really come over and do much um, for the Patriots like you thought he would do. I just think that Brady needs those talented players there. And with that offense for the New England Patriots, as odd as it sounds, they did not have those weapons there on offense that Brady can use, which is why they're going to be sitting at home for the first time in quite a while going into the divisional weekend. I think I read somewhere that this was the first time they played on Wild Card Weekend in over in about 10 years. So... With the, with a with a uh, dynasty like the Patriots only having to win two games to make it to the, to the big game in February, it's going to be a new uh, lead for this AFC. For me, I'm excited. I'm excited to see someone else get into the big game and not seeing the same team like the Patriots. So I'm happy. I think Brady still has a little little time left in him. I think that he he still has some. Uh, he's a very competitive athlete, competitive, competitive person. I think he wants to come back and show that this was not his final hurrah. Definitely think that there is more time for Brady. Um, I think he may play till he's 45, 46 years old. Congratulations to the Titans moving forward. They will be taking on a very tough Baltimore Ravens team this upcoming weekend on divisional round of the playoffs. On Sunday, both NFC games were fantastic, starting off with the Vikings beating the New Orleans Saints. That's right. If you not, did not watch the game, the Vikings were the better team on Sunday, a game that I thought New Orleans would win handily. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, plenty of options there. A, a, a very good defense playing better as the year moved along against Kirk Cousins, who has struggled on primetime in the big game. The Vikings were the better team. Dalvin Cook looked healthy, looked like he was the uh, the player that we saw before he got injured. Looks like that was true what they said, that uh, the reason why they kept him out is because they didn't really have a whole lot to play for. So might as well get him, make sure he's 100% healthy for the playoffs. That's exactly what it looked like. He looked like he was a man amongst boys there against the Saints defense, a defense that I have a lot of respect for. I think they have a lot of pieces on this defense that looks very well. They play very good on defense. They were able to keep the Vikings, I mean, they were able to keep the Saints on their heels. And the Vikings defense uh, kind of took it to the New Orleans Saints offense, an offense that put up points in bunches throughout the season, kind of looked lost at times. Uh, Drew Brees, not used to seeing him make mistakes, made multiple mistakes throughout the game. Got to give it to the Vikings for putting it together, even without Diggs having much of an impact. Adam Thielen looked like he was healthy. We talked about Dalvin Cook. Vikings have a big, uh, a big battle coming up against the 49ers this upcoming weekend. But I think the way they played at New Orleans, one of the toughest places to play, the Vikings have shown that they, hey, we can get the job done no matter where we play at. Play good defense, run the ball, and anything can happen. I do like the 49ers, but I definitely think, again, like I talked about the Titans, if the 49ers are not careful, the Vikings can go into San Fran and pull out the upset. But I don't think it happening. I don't, I don't see the Vikings making it two weeks in a row beating two very high-powered offenses, uh, very good football teams with very good home field advantages. I just don't see it happening. So I do think the, Vi- the, the Vikings run is, event- is, is going to come to an end here. But congratulations for taking out the giant in the New Orleans Saints. Vikings move on to take the 49ers on in the divisional round of the playoffs. We finished up the wildcard weekend with the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, knocking out Carson Wentz. Yes, some people say that maybe that, that hit that he took from uh, Javian Clowney was a, uh, a, a, a hit that should have got a penalty. Either way, you look at it, it knocked out Carson Wentz out of the game. you got to wonder, is he able to be... Uh, 
to take on these hits in the league. Is he kind of a fragile quarterback? He seems like he's more and more injured. Hate to see head injuries um, on players, but it's, it's, it's one of the things where I think the Eagles need to look in their future and say, can we move along with Carson Wentz as a quarterback? He has very, been very fragile. He's gotten hurt multiple times. Not being able to get there for the playoffs again this this year, only being able to play not even a half this year because of the head injury. I wish him the best. we got to wonder if the Eagles might be uh, looking at the future and see if they need to find another option. And did they make the right, right decision by going with, full, uh, with Wentz over Foles? Only time will tell. We saw Foles struggle in Jacksonville. So only time will tell if the Eagles made the right decision. And they cannot go back and look at it because they did make the decision. They did go Wentz. But I think they might need to start looking at someone that can take over a backup role just in case Wentz goes down, which sounds like that might be a regular thing. He does look like he's an injury-prone quarterback. Kind of sucks because I do think Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback. But is he if he's injury-prone, Eagles definitely have to make a decision on what they want to do with the quarterback position. As we saw throughout the season with all these injuries that this Eagles offense took, Carson Wentz was able to make it happen. And even yesterday with all these injuries and a 40-year-old quarterback coming in, we saw McCown kind of uh, being able to make things happen. That's good coaching. That's good system. That's good everything for Philadelphia. They just need to get the job done. They, they just ran into a better team. Russell Wilson, I have a lot of respect for that guy. He is a fantastic quarterback. He knows how to win. Pair him with uh, Pete Carroll in this offense and then bring, bring him back. I think it does a lot bringing back a Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, I think, does a lot for that locker room. They love him. They love his attitude. They love what he brings to the table. Marshawn Lynch kind of uh, picks up that offense. And also DK Metcalf, a phenomenal game, a physical beast. A lot of these teams, actually everybody in the league, passed on his ability going in the second round. DK Metcalf's making a lot of people look like fools by passing on him. But I also think that DK Metcalf went to pretty much the perfect scenario for wide receivers. I think this is a perfect spot, perfect fit for DK Metcalf, and he's making it work as a rookie, a phenomenal rookie season. Now he's moving along in the postseason, making it look like he's a uh, a veteran in his league. Metcalf, an absolute beast game, seven receptions, 160 yards, and that monster touchdown catch late in the game as the Seahawks get the victory at Philadelphia. It'll be the Seahawks taking on the Green Bay Packers in what should be a very good, very contested ball game. I think that's going to be one of the better games of the weekend uh, for this upcoming weekend. Speaking of the divisional round, the playoffs, let's kind of just take a quick look at the matchups happening. We talked about the Vikings getting the win this past weekend. They're heading to San Francisco. They're the first game on Saturday. I think the 49ers are going to be able to, just like I said with the, with the Saints, I think the 49ers should be able to uh, win this game handily. I said the same thing about the Saints. This is why they play the games. This is why they uh, these guys get paid on both sides of the ball to play the games. If the Vikings, if 49ers aren't careful, the Vikings definitely can go in the San Fran and pull out the victory just like they did at, at New Orleans. But I like the 49ers. I like the ground game. I like the defense. I think the 49ers get the job done with the rushing attack of the, the three-headed monster there, Tevin Coleman, Mostert, and... Um, Matt Breda, I think the rush attack is too much for the Vikings. The defense is too much to go against um, with the 49ers. 49ers are a, a much better defense than the New Orleans Saints are, so I don't see the same success on offense, especially on the ground, for the Vikings. Give me the 49ers as we sit early in the week over the Vikings. The late game on Saturday will be the Tennessee Titans taking on the Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed Ravens. I think the Ravens are a, a tough team to, to, to script against. 
not very many defenses can handle him. Not, if any defense can kind of script for what Lamar Jackson company brings to the table, I think it's the same thing's going to happen this week. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be just too tough to handle, too tough to tie, bring down. What he can do with his arm and his leg is just phenomenal. I like Lamar Jackson. I like the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens get the job done. And I think the Ravens have a much better defense than the Patriots do, personally, in my opinion. And I think they can do a, a, a few more things with that defense than what the Patriots can do. And I like uh, what the Ravens bring to the table on both sides of the ball. So I do like the Ravens to beat the Titans on Saturday after, uh, Saturday evening as well. Houston Texans taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is going to be a very good, get very closer game than people think it's going to be. Yes, a lot of people think Kansas City is one of the teams to beat in the AFC. Very talented roster there. A lot of weapons on offense for Patrick Mahomes. But the Texans are very good as well. I mean, they, they started off slow on Saturday. Um, in the wild card round, but they were able to get the job done. If they start off slow against the Chiefs, they're going to get boat race in the game. The Chiefs are going to destroy this, this this offense, this team, if they start slow. So I definitely think the Texans have to come out and start out strong. They can't start slow like they did against the Bills. If that happens, the game's going to be over by the end of the first quarter or the second or by halftime. So I definitely think the Texans can't start slow, and I don't think they are. I think they're going to come out with a with a. a a very formidable game plan. I think they're going to be able to kind of hang with the Chiefs for a little while. But I think by the end of the game, it's going to be all Chiefs in the fourth quarter. And I think the, the Chiefs are going to pull away late in the game. Give me Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to beat the Texans and head to the AFC Championship game, which if it happens that way, when we see the Chiefs and the Ravens, and the Ravens going to be an absolutely phenomenal dogfight of a game. I absolutely love the idea of possibly seeing the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs playing for the shot to make the big game in February. Give me all the Ravens and Chiefs for that AFC Championship game. And the final game of the AFC of, of the uh, divisional round playoffs is the Seattle Seahawks heading to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. I think of all the teams that were uh, home field. The, the first round buys, I think the Packers were the softest team, if you could say. I think they were one of the, the, the weakest teams. But I, but, but I think with Aaron Rodgers, they also are one of the stronger teams. So it's kind of crazy to say they're weak, they're soft, when you also talk about how they're, they're good because they, you have someone like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. But I think they don't have the, the weapons and the talent that the other teams do have um, of those four buy teams. I just think Seattle is, is one of the teams I think that is on a mission. Now that the Saints are out of the playoffs, I do think the Seahawks might be representing the NFC. I like Seattle to go into Green Bay and get the victory. It won't be easy. We've seen some very uh, tough games between the Seahawks and Packers. And I think this will be no different. I think the Seahawks-Packers are going to play one of the better games of the weekend. And I do like the Seahawks to get the job done at Green Bay, at Lambeau. I don't care what the weather is. They're both, both teams are, are, are used to playing in bad weather. Yes, this isn't the same defense that we've seen in years past for the Seahawks. But they still have Russell Wilson. They still have Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf has been a beast on the other side of the ball. Aaron Jones, I mean, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers has struggled at times this year, kind of maybe showing his age a little bit, but I think he's going to be able to have a nice game. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. I don't think there's going to be much of a defensive game between the Packers and the Seahawks, and I like the Seahawks to get a little more done late in the game with a player like Russell Wilson and his running ability over the Packers. Give me the Seahawks to hopefully maybe have a NFC West, NFC Championship game between the Seahawks and 49ers. If that pans out where we're looking at Seattle at San Fran and Kansas City at Baltimore for those AFC and NFC Championship games, I think both those games are going to be fantastic. I think the four teams that I have winning the game, winning the game, 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs, and Seahawks are all fantastic teams. Any one of those four teams can represent the AFC and NFC in the big game come February. I think we're in for a... 
maybe not as good of a uh, showing that we saw in wildcard week. And I, I, I do think there's possibilities for maybe a little kind of blowouts in the possibly Vikings 49ers game, maybe a little bit in the Titans Ravens game. And I think there's very definitely possibility if the Texans start off slow that the Chiefs, <coughs> excuse me, blow out the Texans. But I do that, but I do think Texans are going to keep it close. So I, so I think the Sunday games are going to be a little closer than the Saturday games. But there are games I, I think that we can see. A script where they're all close games. I can see a script where they're all blowout games. Both ways happen. I think last week was a phenomenal weekend. Hopefully we can match it this upcoming weekend. That's how I look at what's going to happen in the AFC and NFC divisional round of the playoffs. And now back to the Tom Brady news. Where do I think he's going to happen? A lot of people are wondering, is he going to be coming back for another season? Is he going to retire? What's going to happen with Tom Brady? I don't know if I see him back in New England. I think that Chances of him going back to New England are kind of a little slimmer than anything else. I think retirement is still an issue, is still on the table. But the way that um, Tony Romo kind of answered the question yesterday on the newscast kind of made me think that maybe he has some inside information that maybe he's coming back. I think there's a very good possibility that Tom Brady wants to show that he can win without uh, Bill Belichick. I don't think the same has to be said. I, I don't think Bill Belichick needs to show that he can win without Tom Brady. But I think Tom Brady, with his ego, with his uh, with his um, um, competitiveness, I think he wants to show that he didn't need Bill Belichick to have a success in this league. I think he can still get the job done. I don't think he can uh, be a player that we can look at to possibly um, make average players great. I definitely think that he has to have some talent on his offense. So with the team, the couple teams I, that I'm looking at, um, first I'll give you my long shot. I think th- there's definitely a long shot that we can see him going to someone like Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they want to bring back Jameis Winston, but if they see that Tom Brady is, is available, I think the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay offense is legit. They have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Ronald Jones, Pay, uh, Barber. They also have O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray. There's a lot of options there in that offense, and we know that tight ends, uh, Tom, Tom Brady loves to use his tight ends. I can see a very long shot that we possibly see maybe Tampa Bay make a run at him, but the team that I think that we're going to see Tom Brady play for in 2020 is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. It just makes too much sense. They're going to be stepping away from Phillip Rivers. They have absolutely awesome players on offense. They have a decent offensive line. They have a decent defense. Put a quarterback that can get the job done there. And this AFC West can be a very interesting division with the Chiefs and the Chargers going at it. As a Bronco fan, that would suck because I am a Bronco fan. That would suck to see the Chargers and the Chiefs up there over the Denver Broncos. But as a football fan, you got to love the possibility of maybe seeing a Tom Brady-led Chargers team against a Kansas City Chiefs team led by Patrick Mahomes. You give Tom Brady, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. That's a phenomenal options that he would have there in, in that offense. Not to mention they have a pretty decent defense there in, San, in Los Angeles as well. I just think it makes a lot of sense that we see Tom Brady playing for the Chargers in 2020. Uh, we also heard, heard uh, rumors about possibly the Indianapolis Colts taking making a shot at him. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's a, a legit possibility because I, I definitely think that Tom Brady kind of keeps things in his mind. We heard about the Deflate Gate, the Saints bring, uh, not Saints, the uh, Colts bringing it up. I think there's a chance that we see Tom Brady, even, even if they offer him a lot of money, Tom Brady kind of uh, having his ego kind of saying, "You know what? You thought this. There's no way I'm playing for your organization." What about the Miami Dolphins? Uh, going go to, to a contender there in the AFC East, a team that you can go play the Patriots twice a year if he does have that ego, if he does like the possibility of beating the team that he kind of get where he's at there. I definitely think there's definitely options that we can see that happening. That's the way I, th- I think it's going to happen. Um, if you guys have liked what you've heard this, this season, <coughs> excuse me, definitely hit us up next year. Have a lot of stuff in, in the works. 
to 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 make 2020 a better year than 2019. Love hearing the stories about how we helped you guys win your leagues in season long. Love how we made helped you guys win your money in DFS. We got plenty more in, in, in store for the 2020 season. So definitely get, be on the lookout. We have a lot of early bird specials going out for our draft kit and our season long and DFS packages. So definitely be on the lookout on Instagram to, to have those uh, sign up early to get locked into those uh, for the upcoming season. We want to make 2020 an even better the year than 2019 was. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you a little later when we break down the games a little, little further on Friday. But have a great day. Let's dominate those leagues and enjoy the games as they come along. Have a great day.